What did you do? I didn't know that this was against the rules. Okay. Let me preface with that. Okay. I ordered a very large stencil of our logo yeah. and blue and pink chalk spray. It'll go off in the rain and everything. And so obviously I painted the town with our logo. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why Raleigh? Raleigh has such a good soul. Where is home? Right now I'm making a home in Raleigh. We started a business that is really just betting on Raleigh. This is a podcast about a medium-sized, mid-Atlantic American city growing at an unprecedented rate. Only Austin has a higher growth rate over the last five years. It's one of the top three hottest job markets in America, according to the Wall Street Journal. Hosted by a Raleigh-born millennial producer and media consultant, Flo Lumsden. That's me. With co-host, former New Yorker, Jen Exer, relative newcomer to Raleigh, story and brand consultant slash writer, Chauncey Zalkin. Flo moved back here to make this her forever home. Chauncey was looking for a good place to raise her kids that shared her values and provided opportunities and was pretty to look at. She'd never lived anywhere so polite. Hi, I'm Flo. And I'm Chauncey. Welcome to the Why Raleigh podcast. A podcast about Raleigh, North Carolina, Exploring what makes this city what it is. And what it will become. Yeah, so this is my first interview for Why Raleigh. Love that. I feel so honored. Riz and I know each other because she started this really cool, neon, fun, vibrant fitness studio that also incorporates dance, which is my love dancing. So I've been very attracted to it. We're both common desk members here in Raleigh. Mm-hmm. We know each other briefly, like in uh, in passing, but we haven't really ever sat down and talked. Yeah. First time. So this is our first real conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get to know you. And I heard that you're not from Raleigh. Yep. And I want to find out about that and how where you're from and how that shaped you and what you like about being here. Everything I'm going to learn today is for the first time. I love it. Already yeah. having a blast. Already having a blast. <laughs> so where do you want to start with yourself? Uh, let's see. Well, I guess you already planted this seed. So I'm not from Raleigh. Okay. I'm from Western New York. So I say New York, people automatically assume the city, but think like the complete opposite. Um, I'm from the complete Western side, almost Canada, basically. Um, this small Native American reservation called Salamica. I am, let's get this clear, I am not Native American. It was a super small town. I ended up living near a farm like during high school. And then for college, I moved into the bigger city, went to Buffalo, which is like the major city in that area. And then... What did you study? Accounting, which is also just crazy. I went to school for accounting with a minor in leadership. I got my master's in business management with a focus in accounting. So I was on like the path to being a public accountant. I was halfway through the certifications to get my CPA done. I was working at a public accounting firm, like very corporate America vibes. I rode the bus into my office every day to save money on parking tickets. Like I was I was doing the whole girl in corporate America thing for a couple of years. And then I sat down with my best friend studying one day, studying for the CPA, which is just one of the hardest things I've ever done in my whole life. And I was just miserable. I sat down, I cried. I'm like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. I'm in this job already and I know that I hate it. I'm putting even more time, 
after my 50 hours of work towards studying for something that I don't even enjoy, like, why am I doing this? So during that conversation, my best friend and I were like, yeah, I need to find something else, something that suits me a little bit better. Maybe I'll work in the college scene. Maybe I'll work in the fitness scene. I don't really know yet, but I know that what I'm doing right now isn't my forever. Three days later is when I was approached to help open Glow. It didn't have the name Glow yet. We, there was no destination. The founding team just had two or three people with the idea and just trying to fill the team, figure out the rest of the details from there. So after them hearing about my business background, the fact that I wasn't really tied to Buffalo, like I was kind of eager to explore a different city. They were like, yeah, we we want you to help us come open this studio. And I was like, no way. So I got brought on just as management in late 2019. We started meeting all the time, like multiple times a week. We started drawing out plans for a building we didn't even have. We made business plans. We started coming up with the names, things like that. And this idea just slowly kept blossoming and becoming more real. After about two months, we visited Raleigh for the first time to see if it was the setting that we wanted the studio to be in. And then three months later, we moved down. So (laughs) complete wild off course business plan like I said I was in accounting and I just completely ditched moved to Raleigh and (laughs) yeah came to open glow we moved down here about two weeks before shutdown and I mean we knew that something was stirring but nothing quite as large as a pandemic so that was a wild timing you could say Okay, I want to get to that, but let's back up for a minute because I, yes. I have my own business mm-hmm. and I, I fund it myself and I don't have any investors yet or anything. Yeah. But yeah, I'm very curious about the business mm-hmm. and who these people were that brought you in and yeah. what your relationship to them is. And- yeah, for sure. So I actually knew none of them like on a personal basis at all at the time. The one girl, she was a instructor at a studio that I also went to. So we knew each other in passing, like we would like each other's stuff on Instagram, but we didn't really know each other. We were mm-hmm. just just studio friends. So it's her and Kelly, my now co-owner, who kind of had this whole plan started. Kelly was like... I've met Kelly. Yeah, yeah. She's normally at the studio. It was Kelly's idea, like, hey, you're super into the fitness scene. I'm really not enjoying my nursing situation right now. What if we built this gym and made this great space for everyone to work out and work and solved all the world problems basically, (laughs) right? Like Kelly had this great idea and she took it to Liz and then Liz started building that team more and more, which is when she pulled me on and got me involved. Okay. Um, I started meeting Kelly virtually. There was one other girl. She never ended up moving down with us or really, I think she just liked being a part of the fun, but then she didn't end up taking the leap. We'll, we'll say that. Okay. Um, but basically, yeah, we just all came together randomly and we ended up meshing really well and working together pretty well. So it all just worked out. <laughs> and did you guys have investors or? Yeah. So luckily we have a very close family friend who is on our side on the investment page. We're super fortunate in that front because we moved down during COVID when obviously we couldn't do anything. So we were lucky that we have a patient and 
willing investor. But yeah, we we definitely needed that because none of us had the personal funds to make it happen. Right. Especially when you had to wait three years or two and a half years. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That is, that is really lucky. Yeah. Very super fortunate. Counting my blessings every day. (laughs) Yeah. One thing, I mean, I work with startups at different phases and I've never attempted to raise money for my own projects, but I do see how you might assume, oh, whoever's going to give you money, you just take it. No, you, you really want to bring on investors that are going to be like-minded, mm-hmm. share your values and your vision so that you can actually build what you want to build. Because at the end of the day, if they're funding a lot of it, if they're not the right match, they're going to be telling you to do things you don't want to do. Yeah. And that's just not a situation you want to be in. At all. And they have stake in the game in that point. So they have some say and control, like you're saying. And if it's really your baby and your idea, bringing the wrong investor in can be terrible. And I know... I have a lot of friends in the startup space, in the VC space, and they rather pull the money together than have to worry about answering to somebody who doesn't have that very best interest in mind. So that's awesome that you guys had someone who wasn't pressed to, it sounds like they were willing to wait and yeah, um, figure it out when things opened back up. I mean, don't get me wrong. Things definitely got a little stressful for a moment, but luckily it all worked out and we're all... <laughs> He's still here today. <laughs> okay, so tell me how you chose Raleigh. Yes. So Liz and Kelly, the two girls I've been speaking about, they had both had previous experience here. Kelly had lived here for a couple of years because her partner that she met, uh, he went to school here. So they had lived here for a few years together. And then the other one, she had family here, so she had visited a few times. And then me, I, I had never been to Raleigh ever, so I really had no idea what I was getting myself into. But They're like, that's a place we're familiar with. That's growing. Why don't we look into it? And we looked into a couple of other cities too, but Raleigh was always at the top of our list because on so many different charts, and forgive me because I don't have the sources on the top of my head, but I'm sure you see it all the time. Raleigh is ranked number one on like every single good list, like the happiest people, the best for business, the fastest growing, the fastest growing population. There's just always a new rank coming out with Raleigh in like the top three. It's wild and even more so now, but it was starting to boom right around the time when we were choosing a city and we were like, it's perfect. So then when we came down to visit, I took 10 classes in a matter of three days just to scope out the other studios around and see, you know, what do they do here? What are they lacking? Like, is this a place where we would stand out? And that was obviously a huge part of our decision and realizing that no studio had such a large variety of classes or kind of the vibe that we were going for and the style with the certain ways that we teach certain classes. So it was really a combination of the full market, the fitness market, the environment, and a little bit of selfishness, to be honest, because we all wanted to get out of the winter because <laughs> oh. we're all from the north. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's something to consider. It is. It was one of the stats that I remember so well was comparing the number of sunny days in Raleigh to Buffalo. And I think Buffalo was like less than 100 sunny days a year. And Raleigh was like over 300. And we were like, we're depressed, but if we go to Raleigh, that sun's going to help us out a little bit. You know, all <laughs> yeah. jokes, just, just kidding. But you yeah, know, we, we did recognize that it was a lot better weather and that tended to lean to happier populations. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's definitely true. It's also good to hear like, because I mean, 
the way algorithms work and I'm sure all the Googles and Facebooks of the world know that I'm from Raleigh and I see all those articles. It's interesting to see someone who's not from Raleigh also see those rankings and stuff. Right. Is this just a a little echo chamber that I'm in digitally? Right. I mean, I can't speak to too many cities, but Buffalo doesn't live in that sort of bubble. So, or doesn't have those rankings coming out. So I think it, I think they are accurate, but you never know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. What do you think low brings in general and brings to Raleigh? For sure. So the studio and it's uncomparable just because of how large our space is. There's three different classrooms and each classroom serves a different purpose. It's your favorite room, the Lotus room. That's like our super feminine vibe room. We have the cycle room, which is obviously only for cycling. And then the sunset room, which is the grungy, more like let's get down a dirty room. Um, some weights. Yeah, throw some weights around or whatever. We have uh, 10 different classes on our lineup right now, 10 different types of classes, which is just not found anywhere else in Raleigh. All the other studios have maybe one or two different styles, but if you want to do yoga and cycle, you're probably going to have to have two separate memberships. So at Glow, you can have 10 different classes under one membership, which is just, especially for... Those of us who like to keep it fresh and keep it new so you don't get bored in your fitness routine, it's then the style of the classes. We teach everything in an attainable way, I would say. Mm -hmm. Say cycle, for example. We keep everything a little bit slower. We hit the beats like most cycle classes do, but they're slower beats. So everyone can keep up and everyone can crush the class together instead of only super fast pace or something like that. Yeah. Most of our classes are to the beat, which is very motivating for us, especially the instructors. It gives us good vibes, good energy, and then that translates through to the whole class. And then the second part is definitely our community. You see it. You come to GLOW. We're definitely all-inclusive. We welcome everyone with open arms. One point that we don't necessarily say out loud, but is definitely true, is It's for the misfits almost. It's like the people who are here to have fun with fitness and who aren't taking it super seriously for a body competition or like, like, I mean, sure, we do have people who take their fitness very seriously and we love and appreciate that. But some people just want to have fun with their movement. Like your workouts don't have to be dreadful. Or about trying to look a certain way. Exactly. That's huge. There's like so much joy from movement and just being yourself in your body, regardless of what it looks like. That's how it should be, right? right? It should be all about how you feel, not how you look. And sometimes feeling good results in looking good, but it shouldn't matter what the aesthetic result is. As long as you feel good, you feel healthy, you feel like you can move your body, you know, I mean, everyone obviously is always going to have different limits and we all should. We should not all be able to do the same things. We're all made different, right? That's just something that I don't see very often in the entire fitness industry. There's always that one standard and everyone's reaching for six packs and right. whatever it may be. Or lean. They goal, wanna, that's great. You know, it's they want to look like a dancer, so they want to go to bar. Yeah. And then you get really frustrated if you go to bar and you don't look like a dancer. I don't know. It's like... It doesn't have to be all that deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can just have fun with it and have your own separate goals. And that's something a lot of the instructors talk about too, myself included, is... Every person in this room is here for a different reason. So recognizing that, honing in on your reason, and excuse my language, not giving a fuck what everyone else is there for. It's not your business. I mean, let's all just come together, have fun individually as a community at the same time, knowing we're all a little bit different, but we're all here for ourselves. 
and for the community at the end of the day. And that's what matters. Yeah. I think that that vibe comes through for sure with all of your different instructors and the people at the front desk. Yeah. I will say, I think the first couple times I came in, everybody at the front desk was like, hello, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I took a tour. It was like super high energy, super positive. Yeah. So I think y'all nailed that. I think that is probably the most, if I had to guess, the most important point of contact right. for, a, for, for customers or members is that first initial. Because when they come back, they're like, yeah, yeah, I know where I am. But especially the first time or second or time or third time they come in, that they're mm-hmm. like vibrantly welcomed mm-hmm. no matter who they are or what they look like. Yeah, that's huge for us. That's what we tell our studio administrators, the people at the front desk when you walk in, we say, you're their first interaction. Like what you say and do right now sets the tone for the rest of their experience. So I'm glad that you've had great experiences at the front desk. (laughs) Yes. You're nailing that. I just love everything neon and disco and yes, you know, like any organization, it comes from the top down too. So you and your other co-founders hold a lot of responsibility to really show everyone else what your organization values and help them be that. Yeah, exactly. We push our positivity in that light as much as we can, especially the instructors. They have a lot of weight on the community, right? Yeah. They get the most face time with the pass holders than anybody. We're definitely blessed to have the people on our team that we do that believe in the same things as Kelly and I and the GLOW values. Yeah, you don't want to find out one of your instructors is like giving someone the side eye for like taking a break or... Whatever. Or, or not doing doing something a little different. Because I have asthma. Sometimes I have to take a break. Yeah. And everybody needs me yeah. sometimes. And not everybody is there to make sure they hit a calorie deficit that day or something like that. So none of our instructors talk that way. Talk in that tone about the body or let's burn this off. Like, oh, yeah. I hate when I hear that. Like around <laughs> the holidays, everyone's like, let's burn off those cookies. I'm like, or let's just move our body and then we go eat cookies no matter what. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But. I agree. I, I think, you know, we all have our own personal goals and that's fine. But like to have certain values reinforced that maybe aren't going to be helpful yeah, um, is sometimes not great. Yeah, we don't need that. <laughs> and then I love branding. And so I feel like I think brand aesthetics and brand representation visually, sometimes it's hard to connect that with your values, but I feel like Glow is so, it stands out because you guys have a neon sign. It's like black with then like the contrast of the bright blue and the bright pink and the fun colors in the space. It just gives like a celebratory, happy vibe. Yeah. And it's different. You guys are standing out. So maybe that's attracting people to come who might feel different. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. But with our branding, we try and emulate as much of our values through even like you said, like the colors, through the logo, through the fonts, like every single thing we try and make sure. Social media. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Our goodie bags, um, our shirts, everything. We're trying to make sure it all connects our mark, you know. Yeah. Even the rooms that we have, they're they're called the Lotus, the Sunset, and the Rainbow Room for a reason. So we just try and tie everything back to that or those core values that, you know. Love that. We're, we're, we're trying. Excellent branding. Thank you. Yes. Thanks. And I have noticed that there really is a good diverse group of mostly women, but yeah. women in, the, in their different shapes, sizes, colors. 
Yes. And uh, I like to see that. That represents the community. I really like that you said that. We're about 90% women. We do have some men who come and we love the men who come. We just, it's this fitness studio industry as a whole. We attract women more than we do men. And I have to say, wasn't there a Netflix show called Glow? Yeah, it was like a wrestling thing. I, I freaking think. loved it. Really? You You've seen it? it? No, oh. everyone always says, but I haven't watched it. <laughs> oh, girl. I need to? Yeah. I mean, it's not It's not like a perfect representation of what you guys are doing. It's like a direct connection. Yeah. But there is, I feel like there is some connection. Because it's all about like women's empowerment and being fit and being strong and mm. not being afraid to be a strong woman. And yeah, it's pretty cool. It, it's I, funny I and entertaining it. too. We should have like a glow movie night and we watch the glow movie. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I like that. That's a good idea. It's not a bad thing to be connected to like in terms of reference or brand. Even their like logo or I don't know if, that, if that's what yeah. you call it for a movie, but it looks similar to our font, which yeah, is right. so funny. And isn't it neon? I think so. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so maybe there was some subconscious like connection. Probably, there. probably the man who made our graphic probably saw the show. <laughs> yes, watching it in the background while he was creating our logo. Just had this idea. I don't know where it came from. Yeah, yeah. I support it. A lot of people bring it up. Funny enough, I've had people ask if we do like wrestling classes. I'm like, we can try. <laughs> like, sure, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, and 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 but for you, like the name how did you come up with the name so kelly given her all the credit on the name we were all chatting in a group chat there was three or four of us in a group chat way before we moved here or anything um and we were like what are we gonna name this bad boy like we've been brainstorming in person over zooms everything we're talking in the group chat and i stepped away i don't know or remember what i was up to but when i got back to my phone i had over 100 messages of like we're just coming at some point I saw like shine and like all of these words that are super close to glow. And at some point Kelly said glow and everyone in the chat was just like, yes, like that's it. Like that's it. We're, we're going with glow. And it just fits so perfectly because we wanted something that shows how it makes you feel, how it'll benefit you in a way, but also that isn't so, I mean, it is corny, but not like super, super <laughs> corny because we like corny. We do. So, yeah, we, there's a lot of fun ways to play with glow and it just fits the entire atmosphere of the studio super well, too. So yeah. giving Kelly all credit on that one. <laughs> Great. And then you can have a sign that glows and it Ooh. all makes sense. Yeah. And we were like, what? Perfect. <laughs> yeah. But it sounds like you guys wanted a name that spoke to like helping people shine yeah yep bringing out that that glow like helping you feel your best whether that's because you worked out or because you put it in the time for yourself like whatever glowing means to you that's the purpose of coming to the studio is to find your glow oh we'll have to have you say that to the camera at the end of the <laughs> let me jot that down real quick. <laughs> <laughs> we've got it on recording oh perfect <laughs> true oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can find it later i'll send it to you later here's your new catchphrase yeah um no i wanted to say thank you for having fun hip-hop i mean i call it hip-hop but it's like pop dance classes yeah um in terms of feeling like i've got my glow back that is what i've always done when I lived, lived in big cities mm -hmm. is go to a dance class as, as an adult or as a college student to feel even more 
confident mm-hmm. and more like myself because more it's connected. Yeah. More like connected to myself and, and happy and joyful and glowing. Like I just love to dance. It's my happy place. Oh, well, I can tell. <laughs> I've seen you in our classes. I can tell you seriously do like you are beaming when you Aww. take the class, when you leave, like I recognize that in you and in a lot of the people that come, but that's part of why I really love what we do so much is because I get to witness the people get those great experiences and I'm like, ah, this is everything I ever wanted. But yeah, the center stage is, it wasn't originally on the lineup. We added that a few months after starting because everyone was really loving Turn Up, which is like a hip hop Zumba. If you haven't taken it, that's how I, I have, like to yeah. describe it. You you have taken it. It's hard. It is a good workout, that's for sure. If you want to work on your cardio and you don't like running, come to this class. No, for sure, yeah. Turn up is, you'll leave there sweating. Um, But yeah, our demographic was really loving turn up. So I grabbed everyone on my instructing team who was some sort of dancer. And we had a meeting, there was like five or six. And I was like, what can we do for the Raleigh dance community that isn't offered yet? And Chandler, Kelsey, Dari, Madeline, they were all like, we need a choreograph class. So we all came together and decided how exactly this was going to come about, um, sat down, brainstormed again, what we were going to call it, center stage, giving that feeling of having your moment. That's yeah, kind of the idea name. behind that. Thank you. Thank you. That one, Madeline, I think gets all the credit on that one. Um, but yeah, so we are really loving center stage and watching the rally community, community grow into that and catch on to what we're, you know, trying to create here and watching that blossom has also been a ton of fun. We have our next tomorrow. Are you I'm coming? coming. <laughs> I have Yay. like tried to come a couple times and not made it recently. I mean, I have made it to center stage oh, yeah. and that is what I'm talking about when mm-hmm. I say, thank God you guys are here. <laughs> we got you. You got me. I need it. I need it in Tomorrow's my like, in my good. life. I need like, I'm during the pandemic, I realized I need two things yoga and dance we got you and we got lots of <laughs> yoga we ain't got no dance now we got some dance for mm-hmm. adults mm-hmm. i mean you know unless you want to go take a ballet class with 11 year olds which feels a little weird when you're 35 it, it feels <laughs> a little predatory i'm not yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it feels really really weird and you're like i just want to take a dance class but i don't know. yeah so this is huge that y'all are here yeah i'm glad that everyone's liking it and you know just gonna continue to build on it as it grows and as the community grows do you guys have a vision to expand the business? Yes. Um, we Franchising has always been, you know, in the back of our heads of like, how cool would it be if Glow went, you know, beyond just our first Raleigh location? And, you know, what would that look like? And what would that mean for all of us? Like, there's just so many exciting thoughts around that. But we've all kind of tabled that until we get Raleigh right. Um, yeah. Which we're on a great path for sure. But we want to make sure that when and if we do franchise or open a new one or however that looks on the business setup side, we want to make sure that we have everything as detailed and as laid out as possible for the smoothest transition or smoothest opening ever because we had probably one of the roughest ones and I don't want to put anyone through that. So we want to make sure we have every single duck possible lined up in a row, you know? Yeah, I get that. And y'all are still sort of experimenting and for sure, which is fun. You can still try a new type of class if you want mm-hmm. or replace it with something else. And 
really dial in what you think your best offering is. Yeah, for sure. And we're we're definitely getting a good idea, but at the same time, we've only been open for I guess 9 months now. So, which seems forever, that's crazy, but we're still growing, so we're still getting new people every single day, literally. Every day there's someone new, so we're still we have a feeling of what everyone likes so far, but as we continue to grow, is that going to be the, are the trends going to stay or is it going to move at all? So we definitely want to give it time and just observe how people are liking what we're offering. And at the same time, we're testing out different marketing efforts, mm-hmm. a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, which you know all about. So we want to make sure that's all ready to go before we even pull any sort of triggers, you know? Or you could just open another location and not franchise, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always an option. Um, keep it within the Glow team, which is very possible for sure. And we want our team to grow all individually as well. Um, like the managers that we've brought on, we want to see them grow into their careers at Glow. So if we could make that happen for them, we're one thousand percent going to. Which is hard, I think. Like. Running a business can be hard, especially when you start having employees. I haven't had to hire anyone full-time. I've tried hiring people part-time, and it hasn't gone very well so far. Oh, no. Just I don't know. Let's just try a trial and error thing, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I'm sure I'll get better at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it stresses me out to think about it. <laughs> no, it is hard. Hiring people is hard, especially in, like, a authoritative role, I would say. Um, I personally hired someone – that I wasn't ready, like I needed help, but I wasn't ready to receive the help. Yeah. I wasn't prepared enough. And it just, it was a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> not only does it have to be a perfect fit with the employee, but as the manager, or the person in charge, you have to be fully ready for that, which is something I don't think considered enough often. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like what the role of, the, yeah, uh, I, I think that's very true. Because you have to choose to trust them mm-hmm. and you have to give them things to do. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just hire them and be like, I'll do it. Right. You have to release control. I definitely struggled with that for a moment of like, okay, I can let someone else do some of this work and it will be okay. Like, Right. Even if they do it different than how I would do it. Oh, crazy. Crazy. <laughs> My Virgo brain is upset. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it either. I mean, you did it in that order. <laughs> Hi, I'm Andrea, the Community Associate at Common Desk in Raleigh. And I'm Gabby with Fiction Coffee Crabtree Terrace. Fiction uses coffee as a vessel to spark connection and create spaces where everyone belongs. Common Desk brings together the key elements of your work week, office space, coffee, events, and meeting rooms, empowers them with our hospitality-driven staff and culture. With flexible memberships, A-list amenities, and spaces built with you in mind, Common Desk exists to make days better. Common Desk and Fiction Coffee are co-sponsoring this podcast. What's one of the scariest things you feel like you've done in business in general? And how did you feel after you did that thing? If we take a a couple pages back to the the beginning of our chat, I was brought on to this team as just a manager. I didn't have any stake in ownership or, uh, yeah, was, was not an owner. 2021 was coming to a close and... We're still not open yet. We had our building, our our construction was underway, but I was getting pretty antsy to put it nicely. I was conflicted about the pace of glow opening and 
concerned about what if for some reason this doesn't turn out well and now I've got almost two years into a company that will have nothing. Like I was just nervous about my career path, getting a little anxious, you could say. So I sat down the team and it was so scary for me because I loved and appreciated them so much and I still do, but I needed to look out for myself in my career at that same time. That's when I sat them down and was like, I love and believe in what we're doing, but worst comes to worst, I need to have some sort of plan here. I basically sat them down and said, I would like a stake of ownership in Glow to continue this working relationship and just to secure my commitment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, I, I said I would like ownership or I'm going to have to pursue other adventures basically. And it was so scary for me to say and looking back, it's funny, but they were kind of like, yeah, of course, like you deserve it. And I was like, wait, <laughs> that's all I had to do. That's all <laughs> I had to say. I was so worked up over really nothing, but they already knew that I had that ambition, that determination to make low great. So they really, they believed in me and they still do believe in me. And it was really scary for almost no reason. I was like trembling saying it when I was talking to them and yeah, looking back, that was a hard thing to do, but I'm so glad I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one's going to just, no one knows what you want unless you ask for it. Yeah, exactly. Got to demand it sometimes in and a then, respectful way. <laughs> yeah, and then there's also that negotiation bit too. Yeah. Which can be really, feel sticky when you're in it. You're like, yeah. oh. Yeah, it's not fun. And even saying it right now, I didn't like to admit that I had any doubt at that point in time. I was like, no, we're sticking to this. Like we're committing to the bit basically. Like now we got to see it through. So it was hard for me to admit that I had any doubt. But after that conversation, pretty much all of that doubt was wiped because I was like, okay, no, like we do all believe in each other. At that point, I also was approved of hopping in as owner. But I was like, you know what? I have no worries right now because I just said the scariest thing that could be said and we're still completely fine. And I know that we can figure everything out past yeah, this. That is really good. And it's so hard to to get up the courage to test those relationships. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, whether it's personal or professional, right? you have to test them. Mm -hmm. Not for the hell of it, but because you have to ask for what you want and need yeah, and see what happens. It could be good or it could be bad. And mm -hmm. that's a risky, scary thing to do, but that's the only way you find out True. what kind of relationship you have with people. Yeah, you're right. And I think what it all boils down to is proper communication, which is something that Kelly and I, we have... The amount of times we just sit down, we're like, how do we talk through this? Like, we're just so different in so many ways. But at the end of the day, we've learned so much from each other about or because of that and how to handle people who I'm super confrontational, super headstrong, stubborn girl. And Kelly's just the complete opposite. So how do we work together? How do we run a business together when we have such different personalities and beliefs and not really beliefs, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, she probably maybe doesn't like co conflict as much. Yeah, yeah, and she's maybe, not confrontational. And she, I mean, I'm the same. I'm like her. I like to voice how I feel when I know it's important, mm -hmm. but I also don't like conflict. Mm -hmm. But so if sometimes if someone else is more like upfront, once I get used to it, like my best friend's kind of like that. She's more, I don't like that. Or she'll just sort of be like, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> she'll sort of like say what she thinks. Yeah. I feel like because we've known each other so long, I'm like, okay. 
I just don't take it as personally right, or as sensitively. But I feel like with new relationships, if someone's like that, I'm not used to it. It can hurt my feelings or mm-hmm. it doesn't feel good. And I just have to be like, hey, that kind of hurt. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I didn't mean for it to hurt. Exactly. So that kind of thing. Yeah, that's exactly how Callie and I were at first. I remember one time she pulled me aside and was like, I'm really upset by this thing you did yesterday. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like that was I didn't think a single thing of it. Like this is where I'm coming from. She told me where she was coming from. Like we met in the middle. And I feel like that was one of the big conversations that really helped us see how we both handle and view and feel about certain things. Because if you don't, like you said, if you don't voice it and let each other know, then the relationship will never, ever be a good one because transparency and communication is always prime. It's needed. (laughs) Yeah. It's tough. And then we don't always communicate things perfectly and Mm -hmm. other people don't always communicate things perfectly. Fun stuff. And yeah, Kelly and I have... I think we've gotten to the, we're pretty comfortable with each other now, but it took a decent amount of like work to really understand each other and make sure that we weren't saying anything unintentionally harmful or rude or. Yeah. And I don't know, my best friend and I, she appreciates that I'm really sensitive and she knows that she could be more sensitive Mm -hmm. sometimes. And she admires that. And I appreciate and admire her sort of ballsiness and like, determination and just plow through. Yes. Make it. I'm going to make it happen. You are Kelly and I am your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, but we admire each other's yeah. um, differences. So that's what makes like when she says something that is off the cuff and it hurts my feelings and I come back to her and she's like, you know, you're right. I think that wasn't very thoughtful or sensitive. I can see how that hurt you. And I'm like, okay. She's, and she'll even say, I wish I, w- I want to be more, sen- I want to, I'd like to be more empathetic or some sensitive like the way you are. And I'm like, Yeah, thank you. I'm glad that you appreciate that about me. Yeah. So anyway. I love that. Yeah, yeah. My best friend's also an entrepreneur. Pamut Apparel is her company. And so we also bolster each other up because there aren't many female entrepreneurs in general. Yeah, we need that support. (laughs) Yeah. And our businesses are extremely different, but we just try to hype, hype each other up. Always. Yeah. So we wanted to talk a little bit about the challenges you've faced, like what you've learned so far. Yes. Let's, two parts. The second biggest thing I've learned is about marketing. I took business classes and I took marketing in grad school, but I had no idea what I was getting myself into with that. Y'all are like out there when it comes to marketing. Y'all are doing a lot of creative real world marketing efforts. You're obviously putting some, some funds into we're trying Get your name yeah. out there. Yeah, and we're trying to be as strategic as we can about it, making sure that everything that we do pour a little bit of money into has a more likely chance of conversion or success rate, mm-hmm. but also staying patient knowing that I think it's like 15 impressions is the amount of like the average amount of impressions that a individual needs before they act on wow. a marketing tactic. I definitely And my team definitely tries to take it up a notch because some people aren't on social media and that's a huge demographic that we could be missing if we don't try and hit those outside things. Like even postcard marketing. Mm -hmm. um, One time, actually, this is kind of a funny story and I I hope you have a lot of listeners, but I also hope that no one from the city of Raleigh is currently listening because we got in so much trouble. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What did you do? I didn't know that this was... Against the rules. Let me preface with that. Okay. 
Um, I ordered a like very large stencil of our logo yeah. in blue and pink um, chalk spray. So it's like spray paint, but it's right. chalk. So right. it'll go off in the rain and everything. And so obviously I painted the town with our logo. (laughs) (laughs) Downtown and... Downtown, everywhere. Um, I didn't see this. It it was like November, I think. It was right around when we opened. And yeah, I had like QR codes with it. Like I think (laughs) I'm thinking I'm a mastermind. Yeah, I'm like, this is so good. Like I'm feeling real proud. And then... The next day I get a call or a DM. I got a DM on the Glow Instagram. And this woman, she was so sweet. She was like, hey, like, could I talk to a manager? I'm from the city of Raleigh. We need to talk about like the spray chalk. And I was like, oh, sure. So I gave her a call and she she was so sweet. She was like, I've come to the studio. Like, I really love it. And I'm actually like advocating for you guys right now. But you've pissed some people (laughs) off. And I was like, what did we do? And she's like, it's actually against the rules. You're not allowed to like vandalize the city. Even, even with chalk? Yeah, it's against their, I don't know. They want the clean aesthetic, which I respect oh, okay. that. Okay, it's just, against the aesthetic. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. So I, I just like didn't I, know that. So well, maybe in the future you can partner with the city of Raleigh. Right. And they'll give you a special we can look back block, and laugh. To, block to put paint. I mean, uh, I mean, female entrepreneurs. I would, the lady, luckily, yeah, she was, like I said, so nice. She was like, okay. I'm like making sure that like you guys are getting in super trouble because oh, obviously that could have probably been way worse than just we got a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Um, they did ask us to clean them up and I just really didn't know how that would work because the only way is to get it off is water. And I was right. like, I got like, Hundred logos around the city. How am I supposed to transport water? So luckily, it rained the next day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it has rained it a lot this days. year. Maybe it was two days later. But I was like, "There's rain coming. I'm gonna really hope that they it's give like, me a couple days grace to get off." Short-lived, a very short-lived chalk yeah. marketing fiasco. Yep. So the rain helped me out in the long run for sure. When originally okay. I was afraid of it. But. That is a really cute story. I think. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, I can just imagine you running around with your little stencils and then oh, they yeah. call you and they're like, oh, no. And you're like, oh. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what do I do here? I know, it could have been way worse. And so I've learned a lot about marketing. But on top of that, in more of like a broader sense and a personal level is patience. Since I explained a little bit to you. We came down here two years, two and a half years before we ever opened with COVID, the pandemic. We had major setbacks. That was exhausting. And at that point, it was a trust the process mindset. We had no idea what was going to happen. We didn't know how slow it was going to be. So sticking through, especially, like I said, that first six weeks before New Year's. New Year's is when we started to see our like heavy increase. And we've been on that same path since, which... Still slow, but steady. So we'll take the steady. I, I, I feel that it, as a creative person, sometimes I'll make my own marketing content, my own blogs, my own little videos. And, yeah. you know, a couple people will like it. And I'll be like, God, I put a lot into that. Yeah. And I'm just putting stuff out into the world. I'm like, hello? <laughs> it takes a while to connect with, like, your ideal customers, your ideal audience. Right. And just getting that feedback when people do give, like, look at you and be like, oh, yeah, this is good. Mm-hmm. That you're like, okay, It's just I have to be patient. Yes, exactly. And let it come to you. Obviously, we're still making, we're still putting in the work, but not everything is going to come when you grab it. Some things are going to come to you when they're ready. Yes. That's another piece. So the patience 
And I'm not a very patient girly. <laughs> I tend to be rather aggressive. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a learning process. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about? Hmm. Oh, I have a question. One more question yeah, for you. Yeah. So in terms of like putting your, your one, how many owners are there? Two. Two? Yep. You and Kelly. Yes. Um, do y'all ever feel pressure to kind of put your faces out there more? Yeah, for sure. And between the two of us, we have an agreement that she she doesn't want to do that. And I don't blame her. She's she rather be kind of on the back end. She doesn't want to, she doesn't love social media. She doesn't, you know, she's never had that dream for herself. Mm-hmm. Not that I necessarily have either, but I'm just more willing, mm-hmm. I guess, to yeah. hop up on the Instagram live or, you know, be the face per se. But yeah, there is a lot of pressure there. And that's something I do struggle with, especially on social media, just because I'm personally not too big on my own social media. Like I had my own personal page since like high school. That's gone. Now I only have my Glow page, like my Glow with wrists, and then I run the Glow Raleigh page. But I do struggle to get my face out there just because it's not natural for me. So I truly don't think about it. I have reminders on my phone to like once a week, like post a story of us at Glow or something like that, just because people do want to see behind the scenes and they want to know who's connected, who's, you know, kind of, yeah, behind the phone. Um, So it's something that I'm slowly getting more used to, but I do forget about it sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, here you are. Working yeah. on it, doing it. Here I am in front of a, a camera, two cameras. <laughs> <laughs> and a microphone. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel like everyone's probably different, like what attracts them to a business. I do think there's the reason why social media is so successful is we want to see what other people are doing. Right. We're just curious about people. Mm-hmm. So I think that's also why like individuals do better on social media than like brands. Right. So it's good for businesses to put some kind of face and personality to yeah. the business. And finding a balance because you can't be all about the person, but they do need to know a little bit and have a little bit of exposure. So yeah, finding that balance is a fun game that I'm currently still playing. Yeah. (laughs) Well, hopefully this will be helpful for getting your story out there and just getting you out there in the community. Because you're, you're, you know, as a business owner, you're, you're a leader in Raleigh by default. Yeah. So... Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> found it. Yeah. You found the pot of gold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time and everything. Yay. We're done. Please follow or subscribe so you don't miss our next episode coming soon. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts. See you soon, Raleigh.